Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after-party for people who need just a little bit more. We're two friends, Jason and Steph, and we aren't ready to sleep on all things pop culture. Welcome to Kick-Ons, because the party's not over. The night is young, no we're not done. Party back at ours, everybody's welcome to the kick-ons. You're welcome. Welcome to Kick-ons, the pop culture after party for people who want just a little more. Kia ora itefano and welcome to Kick-ons. Tenakwe Jason, KTP Herkwe. Kate Pai, although I do, I have an apology to make to you. Okay, hit me. I need to say sorry. Right. Because I've been sleeping on something, something that you told me I needed to watch, something you told the listeners they needed to watch, and I never watched it until this week. Ted Lasso. <sighs> Fuck, I actually think I might need to watch Ted Lasso tonight. Oh my god, literally, that will that will prep you for the rest of the week. <laughs> Has watching Ted Lasso changed your opinion on Harry Styles? Because obviously, like, <laughs> she broke up with Jason Sudeikis and is now with Harry Styles, and I know you yes. should compare, but they're white men, so we can do whatever we want. The thing is that... that- as soon as Jason Sudeikis rips off that mustache, they are two different people. I One know, of them serves papers at an event for a movie, he and the other know. one says gorgeous quotes. Oh, he is just so sweet, isn't he? Are you up to season two yet? Finished it. Done. I'm already. Wow. I've already typed in when is season three coming out, and it is summer 2022. So I guess in oh, a few months. Oh, that's quite soon. Yeah. Um, you need to just like watch or listen to any Brene Brown interviews with the cast of Ted Lasso because she's obsessed. Because and it's just good quality TV. It's good quality TV and the messaging is like really important around like mental health and yeah. all that kind of jazz. And so I think like it's really, really worth it. Who's your favorite character? Oh, um, easily. Oh, the girlfriend. Kurt. Keely? Keely, no. Oh. The Keely's partner, um Yes. Angry what, Man. Yeah, what's his name? I don't know, but his real name is Brett Goldstein and he's one of the writers. Is he? Yeah, he's amazing. I wanna his date him. His name is <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm fully here and I am sorry. But if you haven't, if like me, listener, you haven't gone watch Ted Lasso, it is available on Apple TV. And if you upgrade your iPhone, you get three free months, apparently. I think that's where, where the barrier is for people watching Ted Lasso is that it's on Apple TV+. Plus. But Apple TV's coming into its own totally before we get into like the business life updates jason where where are you at with your auckland life right now well i have finally got myself a wee job if you want to come visit <laughs> a me wee job i will be working at shut the front door in ponsonby um <laughs> okay good so your yeah, mental no, health is at an all-time high 
To be honest, I got paid for the first time today in two months or three months or whatever. So that felt really good. Yeah, that's nice. Um, No, my mental health is definitely... So-so? Yeah, so-so, so-so. I was like, I want to say fine, but that is actually a lie. I don't know. I don't know. Auckland is good, though. Overall, Auckland is really good. I had a great weekend celebrating a 30th with friends. I have been going to gigs like nobody's business like Mm. i have been really living the life of someone who loves new zealand music month i recently won tickets to see chai at the s lounge at spark arena this friday which i'm very excited about so i will update you on that next time we chat um you (laughs) don't probably know this but the wordle the other day was hinge Oh my god, I had no idea. <laughs> Were you else? like, thank you, the universe is watching out over me right now? Yeah, except I paused mine, my hinge, so. Oh, you paused it? Yeah, I haven't been hinging. What have you been doing? Um, just pining. <laughs> you keep on that, Steph, you're doing a great job of pining. Thank you. Oh my god, thank speaking you. of pining, though, Pete Davidson. The cast of SNL is about to change it's doing a big switch up well yeah it's interesting because like people come and go from that show all the time like really if you think about it years ago all the big names in comedy now are people that have started on snl um and i know it's like really sad to lose pete but i'm really sad about ad bryant especially because there's no more shrill for lee very and kate mckinnon and uh, who was it? Kyle Mooney. Ah. I know. Everyone's like, and there's one more. <laughs> I think I feel quite connected to SNL because I listened to um, Last Culturistas with Bowen. Well, do you think that there's a chance that Matt will be a cast member this time around? Like, obviously they're going to need to announce a new bunch of cast members. Well, did they, I think they've already done that this year. Uh, I missed all that. Yeah. Okay. Um, And not including Matt. I was really hoping that just Matt would be there. As a conscientious objector, is that what you are when you're just like observing from the outside? I don't think Matt would do it. We could ask him, but I think, like, he had his moment. They, like, went through it together. He didn't get cast. And Bowen did. And I think the, like, trajectory of his career since means that he doesn't need it anymore. Like, he's been on some hugely successful shows. Yeah, but, like... Bowen Yang is now Bowen Yang. Yeah, Kim Kardashian asked him for a photo. I know, that was so cute to watch. Before we go any further into other things we're going to talk about, should we do our first sips? Yes, absolutely. It's a first sip! So this is the part of the show where we share with you something that has wet our whistle Mm. that we think that you might enjoy steph what is your first sip i can see you flicking through the pages i have a prop my first sip is the poetry debut well the debut published collection from poet and timaruvian jordan hamill 
It's called Everyone is Everyone Except You. And we were both lucky to attend the launches in our respective cities. And look, I have to say, like, poetry is not something that appeals to me. I'd never been to a poetry event before. I've actually never purchased or read a uh, a poem book. A poem That's book. not true. That's not true. Why? Because well, I was there with you what? when we performed in the live uh, retelling <laughs> of Cats. Of Cats. <laughs> oh my God. So at the quiz night the other night, one of the questions was like, who wrote the book of Cats? And I was like, I just want to say it's T.S. Eliot, but I feel like I'm getting it wrong. And But the whole round was musicals. So yeah. I was like, let's just put it like, I've got the, I've got the pressure. I've got to answer every question in this round. And it was right. Yeah, that's correct. Um, anyway, so apart from Cats, this is the only poetry book that I've read. And it's so funny. It's It makes you think. I think as well because like I know Jordan and a lot of the poems are, are about him, I guess, uh, um, experiencing his life as a teenager in a small town, but also like looking back on it. And also like, there's a lot of like Catholic references and it just like is, it's really amazing. And the launch was really fun. Um, and I wanted to read one, but I haven't practiced it and I haven't chosen one, so I won't, but I would recommend that everyone goes out and buys a copy. Um, it's dead bird books is the, is the publisher. And I'm just really proud. It was so nice to go and be like, I can't believe it was really cute. I'm not sure if they did it at the Auckland one, but some people read out some um, quotes or like words that other people had written. And and Jordan's English teacher, Michelle Denson, had written something. And he, her quote was like, you know, who would have thought the little boy like sitting in the corner of the room would be the one that like went on to be like, the star i'm paraphrasing but i don't know it's just so cute did you know michelle denson yourself not personally no but i know who she is and where her house is yeah that's important (laughs) well the auckland um book launch was equally as fabulous i think it was more like club bar vibes yeah we had some gorgeous opening acts real stars and then we had the the quiet boy sitting in the corner (laughs) That's so not what it said, but get up himself and uh, read out a few excerpts and even sign a copy of the book for me. I know mine. My signing actually says, "Thanks for being an awesome friend and podcaster." Which put that on my tombstone. She was a friend and a podcaster. Done. May she rest in peace. We'll get Michelle to read it. She would love to. I'm sure she'll be free. So straight after I actually went, I saw Jordan uh, read some excerpts, had some drinks, and then I went to the first ever uh, headlining gig for Friend and uh, New Zealand artist, C Blue. And I just wanted to give her a quick mm. shout out on the pod because she really deserves it. She is got the voice of an angel. She makes R&B pop music. You can check her out on Spotify and on Instagram, C Blue. It's C-E-E-B-L-U. And she also has been making uh, lyric videos for me and other artists. Mm. And so... 
now is the time to congratulate her and introduce her to all the listeners out there because I think she is a, a lit little angel and she deserves all the praise. Absolutely. So what's the song? A song that you might know or that you should know. She released a song with uh, artist Ray called Fire Terra, which is um, the Today version of his song Chasing the Sun. Oh, cool. Yeah, very cool. Go check it out. Love it. Fire Terra. I also got to see Georgia Lyons perform at the Auckland Museum with uh, members of the Auckland Philharmonic Orchestra. So it was like her on a grand piano at this really beautiful venue. There was, oh my God, the acoustics in there were insane and accompanied by a harp and different members of the stringed instrument Family. family. Nice. And that girl's a star. Capital S, capital T, capital A, capital R. Michelle would say so if she taught her English. Oh, Michelle Denson. (laughs) I went to Michelle Visage. Oh, Michelle Visage (laughs) would say so too. Seeing as we're talking about it, well, it was mentioned, let's get into my life of the party this week, which was RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars All-Winners. They are getting outrageous, (laughs) eh? It's like... I love it on Untucked, Rue's like, if you're not watching RuPaul, like, if you're not watching RuPaul's All-Stars, All-Winners, you're only getting half the story. It's like, that is half the story. You've been talking for so long. Fully. You can just imagine, like, a PA, like, holding up the cards with the big writing on it, like, flipping through them really quickly, because <laughs> Rue never remembers a single thing that he's supposed to say. Oh, my God, so true. Apparently, Bob, was it Bob saying... That he wasn't invited? No, is that true? Yeah, that's what Bob said. But anyway, we are so blessed because we have all stars, all winners. We have been through so much. We have watched the Hollis Slay. We have watched uh, UK, UK versus, versus the, world. the world. We fucking have done the work to deserve this moment. And here we are. And we are fucking like... Eating the fruits of our labor because Mm -hmm. All Stars All Winners is an amazing idea. It's an amazing cast. It's only joyful. Straight away on episode one, we come in with Naomi Campbell entering the workroom, strut, strut, strut. And then immediately we get one after the other of the girls showing off their walk. And they're all confident as they're all feeling themselves. And then bam. I was thinking how much they would be bricking it. Like, walking in front of anyone, Naomi Campbell, are you kidding? To be honest, I honestly, that these people have toured the world, they have made their money, they are stars in their own right. It's like, what have they got to be scared of? Nothing. They're just there to show what they do, and that's it. They, there are no eliminations. They are just there to prove that they are the queen of all queens. I mean, a friend of the pod, Alex, came into work and was like, Steph, like, who are you backing? And I just can't choose. I can't choose. We know it's Jinx, but I still can't choose. Like, Raja is amazing. Shay is my, like, absolute favorite. The Vivian. The Vivian is killing it. Like, it's just... It's it's unfair. I'm so glad none of them are going home. And I hope Me they too. all end up in the finale. I want to see that lip sync smack down. What is it? Lip sync 
He's extended that too. Lip sync smackdown for the crown. Lollapalooza. Rue must just be like, I can't say this. Outrageous. Episode two was straight into the snatch game. This is the best snatch game ever. Hands down, there has never been a better one. Every single person was funny, came with a content and Mm. a really fully fleshed character. Even the ones that weren't like, out of the park funny they were still good and on any other season yeah could have been like top absolutely it's a 9.9 rating on imdb the first week of rupaul's drag race it was three hours of drag race including untark back to back i was like blissing out hard (laughs) and the untucked is really nice like Cameron Diaz was the guest judge in the first episode, which I was so excited about because I know that she's a fan because, you know, she told me. And um, she, it was, she had some great feedback and like commentary during the episode, but really the untucked was the moment where she just shone. And like, I think it was really nice for the queens to hear how much respect she has for them when they have so much respect for her and just being like, wow, she gets it, and, like, someone on this level getting it means, like, we are the stars we know we are. Fully. Like, Cameron Diaz knows my name for real. Yeah. Like, for real, within her, like, bones. She would remember my name before RuPaul remembered my name. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, really amazing. Did you have a a life of the party? So, my life of the party this week, I have been watching The Circle, and I've been Mm. wanting to talk about it for a couple of weeks, but we have had some gorgeous guests on. Emma Bunton, Mel B, (laughs) into The Circle as a catfish, and it shouldn't work, but for me... It worked so hard. The whole catch was that if they can convince the other members of the circle that they are, in fact, who they say they are and not a catfish, then the prize pool gets um, up by $50,000. Ah. Can you tell me what happens? So, so the circle, this is the fourth season, I believe. It gets to a point where... Um, the Spice Girls come up on everyone's screen and they say that, hey, the Spice Girls are here. We are playing as one of the characters. You've got to choose which one of us you think it is. And they convince everyone that it is another player. Wow. And it's the way they do it is so sneaky. They go through everyone's bios and like pick out when if someone says they're spicy, they're like, That's a that's a catfish saying that. That's the spice girls, obviously. <laughs> or one person is like a ghost hunter and oh, she's yeah. like, Oh, that's very scary. They've got a scary job. Um, I watched the beginning of their mentoring and things like that and their rapport is amazing. Like you can tell they're genuine friends. They are probably loving the fact that they're there with like no kids, Bully. no responsibilities. And they are there to compete too. Like they are there to do their job. They've got notes. Yeah. There's a dog. They have a children's book that their character is writing. They've like thought it all out. Yeah. So good. So is, yeah. this, is it still coming out? Like, Yeah. It... So every Wednesday, I think three episodes come out at a time. Whoa. Um, and I, 
I know that a few people have fallen off the circle bandwagon, but I am still here <laughs> holding on for dear life and enjoying every second of it. And still here, if there are any television producers listening right now, I think the Circle New Zealand Oh my would God, work. could you imagine? Yes, I could. I really could. What New Zealand celebrities would you like want to see? Wait, to enter as catfish? Yeah. Carly Binding. Obviously, Carly Binding. <laughs> that's it. That's the answer. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. Have you seen Chris Parker's comedy special, Back to School? I have not. Have you? I have. I sat down on Sunday night and decided to put it on, and I um, encouraged two of my flatmates to watch it with me, and... It kind of made me feel bit because obviously, like, I was going to stand it no matter what, you know? Like, it's Chris Parker, he's a friend, <laughs> and, like, I was going to love it. Um, but it really made me happy because they were howling. Like, obviously, he's so funny. But it was just, like, really nice to be like, okay, like, this is something that everyone needs to see and that, I don't know, it was just so interesting. So essentially it's called Chris Parker Back to School and he goes back to Christchurch and visits his old school and chats to the principal who wasn't the principal then, I don't think, but is now, um, and chats to some current students and it's got clips of his parents and then um, it also has him doing a live set at the school. Um, so the narrative kind of weaves through the <coughs> the set and I found it so interesting because obviously he is now come into himself and perhaps that wasn't the person that he was allowed to be when he was at school. Um, and the principal said something really interesting, which was like, because they were talking about girls' schools uh, versus all boys versus all girls' school, which, which is not inclusive of all genders, and I'm really sorry about that. Um, but the principal said that all girls' schools, quote-unquote, are designed to um, empower women, and they're quite feminist. It's all about, like, achieve, achieve. It's not like be a good girl and learn how to cook for your man kind of thing. But all quote unquote boys schools are want them to conform and all look the same and all have the same interests and encourage competition. And um, I just thought that was so interesting because I've never thought about it that way before. And I was like, wow. And it kind of then led Chris into um, talking about his experience and then obviously there were conversations around like um, how the kids at Christchurch Boys uh, wanted to do a pride festival so they did a pride festival and there are pride flags up in the classrooms and um, and some of the kids were talking about their friends that are gay and it just like really showed me how far things have come um, and Chris was so passionately excited about what the school is doing. And I, I 
it really makes me believe that like that is where things are heading maybe not everywhere but at that specific school and he was so emotional about it and it was just like you would really be, touching especially when you go i imagine if i was in that situation and i went back to my school which i actually know i got a message from someone who is trying to do the first ever Pride Week at Central Hawke's Bay College, Mm. um, asking me if I wanted to, like, get involved or speak or anything. And I just was like, yeah, absolutely, any way I can. But if that was happening, like, when I was at school, I couldn't even imagine that happening when I was at school, actually. That's what he said, something really similar. He was like... You never, like, you. he said to the principal, you cannot even understand what that would have done for me. For And so it was, it was so beautiful. And his mum is a fucking star, obviously. And where can we watch this? So you can watch it on TVNZ On Demand. It's 45 minutes. It's so gorgeous. Okay, I will absolutely watch and, it. And I will check back in with you and friend Chris Parker. Yeah, yeah, we need to have a wine and chat about it. Yeah. <laughs> There's also some really cute footage of, like, Brinley and him when they were young at the end. Crinley yes. forever. Speaking of Crinley forever, I'm going to head into my peak too soon, if that's okay. That is fine. And talk about Kravis, a.k.a. the wedding of Tristan, no, Travis Barker <laughs> and Courtney Kardashian that happened over the weekend. Um, so for those of you who aren't that interested or up to date, Courtney Kardashian married Travis Barker this weekend in Portofino, Italy, and this was actually the third wedding. So the first wedding was in a chapel in Vegas after the Billboard Music Awards, I think it was, um, but it wasn't actually legally binding. It was just like a let's get married in Vegas kind of thing. Yeah. But interestingly, the outfit that she was wearing actually is related to the outfits that she was wearing this time in her actual wedding. Yes. So uh, they then got married last week, or maybe even two weeks ago now, in a courthouse in Santa Barbara. They had her grandma there and his dad and they signed the piece of paper, obviously because a wedding in Italy wasn't going to be legally binding in America, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and so then they jetted off to Italy um, to get married in this, like, three-day extravaganza that was essentially all sort of sponsored by Dolce & Gabbana. So the house they stayed in was Dolce & Gabbana, owned there's a hotel i think there were um boats that they traveled around to get from one venue to the other that were all dolce and gabbana and courtney and travis and the entire family were all dressed all weekend in um vintage and current dolce and gabbana looks and why this is my peak too soon is because dolce and gabbana are just like a historically complicated brand and Mr. Gabbana has said some awfully racist and homophobic, transphobic things over the years and has also called um, the Kardashians, like, stupid or, I'm paraphrasing again, but has, like, blatantly come out and talked negatively about the Kardashians. So while it looked amazing, it felt very them, I just kind of think, like, 
Firstly, like, did they need to have, like, a brand deal for their wedding? And also, why that one? And Maybe all will come, all will be answered next on season the on the Kardashians. Show? Maybe. Yeah. It seems as if um, Travis has the relationship with Dolce & Gabbana. Um, Interesting. But, yeah, I just think, like... I mean, on the, why? on the like, at the very least... It's a good for Courtney. Not that she probably needs it, but she's just like, huh, we told you so. We're amazing. Yeah, true. True. But. And I think, like, Mr. Gabbana doesn't necessarily have a lot to do with Dolce and Gabbana anymore. So maybe it's. Well, maybe not, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the the dress? The wedding dress. I hated it, but I get it. Like, she's like, they're living there like Pam and Tommy fantasy. But I was kind of expecting something like a little bit um, dress. Well, dressy is not the right word, but like evening, like longer. Yeah. It seemed she, a very like, um, this This is my second wedding. and I, She's I never been like, married before. No, that's, I know, but that's what it oh. felt like. <laughs> You know? Yeah, it did. It did. Like, I'm going to wear a pantsuit, even though she didn't. But that's what, it was just like, I'm just going to do me this time. Yeah, totally. Totally. Which she did. I I didn't love that look, but I, I loved the the vibe that I got from it. Yeah. I, I know that too much, but there's something about them I fucking love. And I think it's because I, like, in my sick head feel like I'm going to have a Travis one day. I'm just like, that's what I want. I want the Courtney and Travis love story. Fuck. Yes, me too. They are bringing PDA back in a really, really hot way. In a way where the kids have to like sign, like make them sign contracts to stop making out in front of them. Honestly, when, when Chris is just talking, imagine if your mum is just talking at you and your, and your Travis just like can't stop making out with you. But like, I know. It's and why are we all like, yes? Yeah, it is amazing. <laughs> I think it is amazing. I think, like, it's interesting because I was listening to, I think it was comments by celebs doing their Kardashians recap, and they were saying, like, whoa, it's so intense. But then, like, seeing, like, a healthy relationship dynamic when you're a child like that, even though it is a lot, is probably way better than not well 100 no agreed and so it's it is quite amazing i think i it was quite funny because my friend was like i've been watching the kardashians and i messaged her like late last thursday night was like i love courtney and travis but i can't handle the like whatever my baby wants like that's where i hate it and then she was like wait i'm not even like she's actually watching old kardashians i was like are you watching on disney plus She's like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. Ignore that whole thread. It was like word vomit. And then she had to be like, I'm, I'm not watching that. Um, but yeah, when it's whatever my baby wants. Or when he was like, you're such a good sleeper, babe. Like, you'll be fine. <laughs> Talking about her egg retrieval. I know. It's like, she's being put to sleep. Of course, she's. It doesn't matter what kind of sleeper she is. She's going under anesthetic. Whatever my baby wants. I've become someone now. So I worked on a movie set for a couple of days um, last week. Yeah. And I got to a point where I was just like, 
hanging out with everyone, very lovely, and I just looked at the ones who I thought, and I was like, do you watch the Kardashians? And it's really been <laughs> such a bonding experience. They all were like, yeah, what do you think of this? And I like, I just, I've, I've been watching the Kardashians from a distance. Yeah. But and now, now that I'm actually watching the show, God, it just, it all makes sense. <laughs> what did you think about Kanye and the fire truck? outrageous so for those who aren't watching which is probably most people you you should watch you should watch (laughs) kanye arrived to take the kids to school in a fire engine like i thought it was so cool until they put the fucking siren on i was like no like guys you've got to put the siren on but this is an emergency service i'm sure that it was just like at their house that they put it on it was like going this. down the road. It was yeah, but like, down. isn't the road, isn't the road like the gated community road? Oh, maybe. I fully, um, okay, so picture this. You, your dad turns up to your house in a fire truck yeah. and he's like, there's only one rule, no siren. Yeah, uh-huh. It's like, what's the point? Yeah, okay, that's fair, that's fair. Um, yeah. The comment, you should start listening to the recaps, comments by celebs, they're so good. And they were saying, like, they pick up on how... Or someone had messaged them being like, it's interesting that Kim will often be like... Because she did this in the fire truck too. She's like, "Yeah, isn't this amazing? Wow, this is so cool. Like, how cool that your dad did this for you. Like, really reiterating that what they're experiencing is not normal. Yeah. As a way of, like, grounding them. I'm like, oh, she's fucking so amazing. And I was crying when she passed the bar. I know, but that what there was a lot of bar chat, and also like her like passing the bar, going into her car and like looking at her phone and being like, "Okay, guys, this is how I'm gonna find out." I'm like, "Is it?" <laughs> Some I, of the staging of it. Sometimes I'm like, "This just feels too fake for me," but I'm involved. I'm yeah. there. That, um, yeah. And I loved Chloe this episode too. Finally, I've been having big issues with Chloe, but finally, just you wait. I cannot wait until this shit comes out about this next baby with Tristan. Oh my god! It'll probably be the end of the season, but anyway. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Harry's house? I just wanted to say that I it. I'm glad that it exists. Mm-hmm. I love the first half of it. The middle is kind of boring for me, and finishes strong. Is it Harry's best album? Maybe not. Is his best single that he's ever released on it? Absolutely. Do I love Harry Styles forever and always? Yes. Um, sorry, think- Jason Sudeikis. Oh. Um. Do you think As It Was is a better song than Watermelon Sugar? Yes. Do you? I do. I love As It Was. Okay. I've actually only listened to it once, and so I need to go back and have another listen to have an opinion properly, but um, I really liked it. Someone at work was playing it, like, really loud yesterday, and I, like, walked in, and I, like managed to summon some positivity and had like a little boogie and then kept walking but um yeah I'm into it I'm into it from what I heard oh but we forgot the most important thing and why we're here which was to celebrate the first birthday of your song you rescued me 
Oh my god, happy birthday, you rescued me. What? <laughs> oh my god. I feel like Ariel when Ursula took her voice. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, I actually listened to it last night. In um, preparation for that performance. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm crying with laughter. Um, it's a great song. Remember when it was a country song? That I do. Yeah. I literally wrote it as a, a country pop banger. So good, so good. There's also a version it's... like in my file somewhere that's like a oh. techno oh. Robin house banger too. Did you ever record it country? No, I've got I've got a version of it that's like a country with banjo in it, and I've oh, got that's right. But it didn't last very long. We only tried that for like two goes, and I was like, ah, it's not working. Yeah, so good. Yeah, um, it's a great song. Yes, it's a and good one to cry to, and so is it's my bad oops. I've been telling so many people because I don't know. I'm just like obviously from things that I've said in this episode. I would say my mental health at the moment is also so so, and a couple of people this week have been like, "You're probably just really missing Jason," and I'm like, "Yeah, definitely." <laughs> and then I'll be like, "I actually was listening to his music the other day and cried on the way home." And out of nowhere, and it wasn't even the sad song. It was one about like accidentally like tricking someone into dating you when you didn't mean to. <laughs> I'm like, also, what a sad guy! <laughs> I know. It's so funny. It's so so funny. Did you start crying in the bridge? Uh it was real. It was the key change. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. <sighs> That was, like, a real, like, holy shit. Like, I've never felt more out of control of my emotions because I was, like, having such a good day. <laughs> it just, like, hit me. Um, wow. But, hey, cancer. here we are. You're a cancer. I know. Always was, always will be. Absolutely. And right. I've got new music coming out soon, so um, watch the space. Is there a date? No date yet, but no. we're filming a music video next month. Oh, and once I forget, that yeah. is done, then a date will be confirmed. But I would say like January, March, April, maybe like July, August. Coming into the summer. Yeah. Really amazing. Yes. Well, let's say the mantra for the last time this New Zealand Music Month. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <gasps> 2001, 2008, 2008. there There ain't a song that we hate. Well, if you're new here, this is the part of the pod where we celebrate the moment, the feeling, the vibes that was 2001 to 2008. We add them to a playlist so you can listen to them and have a great time. We are celebrating New Zealand Music Month, so that New Zealand bangers and Jason, what is yours? So I'm going, I'm taking it back to 2001 where I actually Googled what the top 20 songs of 2001 in New Zealand were. And there were only two New Zealand songs on that list. The rest of them were all from overseas artists. Number one was Craig David's song, classic. Classic. So I have chosen Lydia by Fur Patrol to add to the playlist. And what have you chosen? 
I have chosen the one and only banger, Glorophilia by Zed. Hot, hot. I was going to say, say it's from the hot chick. Yeah, but it's, it's not, not a. That's the other really one. Fighter. No, hard to find her. I think. Ah, oh, okay, is it yeah. or is it neither of those? And just for you kids out there, it's Zed the band. <laughs> Yes, not the not, alphabet letter. Not the, not the New Zealand, uh, not the DJ, sorry. Yeah. Um, oh, is that the Hot Chick soundtrack? No. Oh my God, wait, I've got to Google this. Tried so hard to find her. And that is also of, um, in honour of Jason Parker's song Turning One because Nathan King was there. He was. The song from The Hot Chick is actually called Starlight. And Rob Schneider is in the music video. Hang on. It's okay. I'll keep We need to get him on to find out how that frickin' happened. Okay. While we've got you, everyone, please follow us on Instagram at kickonspod. You can also sign up to receive our newsletter direct to your inbox. There's a link in our bio. And we have launched a new series on our website called One for the Road um, because the party's still not over and it's an interview series and it kicked off with the one and only jason thanks to nepotism in his own words and there is another one coming sooner than you might think with another great friend of the pod can't wait go and sign up right now we'd really appreciate it and we do appreciate you for listening you have made it through another episode of kick ons pod this new zealand music month the third the third third. new zealand music month and unlike shrek the third this is amazing thanks a lot for being here today guys we'll talk to you really soon Bye. Bye. bye